Hello, everyone. We're excited to be back for another episode of Microsoft 365 Voice. My name is Sarah Hazi, and I'm here with Antonio. Antonio Mayo and, and Mike Parani. Perfect. So uh, we're recording another episode today, and we're going to return to uh, the model that we used in the last couple of episodes that we did, where we have our infamous um, cup of questions. Um, if you haven't seen any of our tweets or posts or anything like that, we are accepting um, online question submissions. So we're just going to go ahead and pull one at random and dive in it. Are you both ready? We ready? Are. Okay, yeah. let's Decided. do this thing. All right, so the blind poll of questions. Um, okay, so this is an online question and um, it's 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 got some uh, detail to it. So I'm gonna try and summarize. So this is a user who submitted a question that he said, um, many organizations are adopting Teams in addition to other M365 tools like SharePoint. Um, and what he wants is best practices and information on how for a mid to large size company, you can basically use Teams and SharePoint, for example, for an HR department, if they use Teams internally to manage their own content, but then they have a SharePoint site where the HR team provides content out to the entire organization. How do you work those together? What are best practices for being able to tie a private team to a public internal public SharePoint site where you have to share information? And how do you elegantly move content between those two things, the private team where it's developed and the public SharePoint site that is available for all of your employees to see? That's a good question. Um, Sarah, do you think it's okay if we share, let's say, the first name of the person that submitted it? Do we have a first name? Angel? Yes, Angel. I think so. I'm okay. yeah. So I guess first, <laughs> thanks, Angel, for your question. Sorry, Sarah. Yes, thank you for your question. So this one is, this is really interesting because I love the idea of tying together Teams and SharePoint uh, together. But when we're talking about the traditional content management lifecycle, that content is originally created, it might even be created in, for example, my personal OneDrive, and then Antonio and, Antonio and I need to collaborate on that content. So I might share that document with Antonio from my OneDrive. But then eventually, all of our HR team needs to see that document. So I may upload it to Teams where we can all see it. But then eventually, let's say it's an HR policy and we need to publish it out for the entire company. How do we elegantly do that? And where does it live? And how does it evolve through all of those stages is what I'm hearing in this question. It's also an interesting one because um, if it's an HR scenario, um, often an HR team is publishing content out through an intranet. And not always, but often intranets are built through communication sites. So you might have a scenario where you've got teams used for collaborating on this content, and then you're publishing it out to a communication site because that's that represents your internet, for example. Um, so it's interesting from that perspective because you're connecting those two things. Right. Um, it's not different than traditionally, I think, when we built intranet portals with SharePoint and we had public sites uh, in terms of this an intranet. And we have 
we had an HR side and HR private, financial side and finance private, legal side and legal private. So it is, I think is very similar to traditionally what we used to uh, separate in some private information for private sites and how does it make its way all the way to, to the public intranet. So it's a really interesting question and uh, definitely teams will bring a little bit more to it as well. Yeah, so maybe we can even subdivide the question because I see two different paths we could take with uh, answering this question. One is, how do we make it easier for the HR team to work on the content that exists on both their private team and their public, let's say, SharePoint communication site that doesn't involve the cognitive dissonance of having to go and live in completely separate camps, right? And then second, what's the content life cycle for that content and where does it go and how does it flow? So I'm going to see both of those paths as being relevant. Absolutely. And you touched on the life cycle. That is a very important aspect that you don't want to end up with duplications. And specifically, if you have retention labels, classification labels, sensitivity labels, if you have it in your organizations, you have to make sure that it's all consistent and we don't have documents all over the place. That's right. That's right. I, I almost think of it from a sensitivity perspective as well, where um, that document, while it is being collaborated on, where it's not ready yet to share with the larger group, it may have a certain sensitivity level. And then once it's ready to publish, that sensitivity level might change. So in, in that particular case, you might want not want to keep it consistent because the, the sensitivity might be dependent on is it ready for a larger consumption or not. I, I've seen that in some cases. So that's, that I think should be part of the process. Right. So from a team perspective, let's say we're all on the HR team and we're working. If we as a team like to work out of teams, meaning that's where we go to do most of our work, right? We're storing the files that we're collaborating on in teams. I yeah. could see adding a tab within the team that points to our SharePoint communication site. So at least then when I'm working on things that are HR related for both our private HR team and our public employee facing HR communication site, I can easily navigate in Microsoft Teams between the two. Um, I would say that that would be a great best starter idea for being able to not have to have all of the windows going at the same time. I agree. I think for teams like this, like HR is a great example of this because they are going to have content that they need to keep private that's very sensitive, but then they're also going to have content that gets published to the entire organization, like benefits information and so on. So they, I think, are in particular a team. Um, and, and HR sometimes is broken up into subteams, but at least HR or some of those subteams are going to be in that scenario. So I, I think that's a great idea where you've got tabs where in that collaboration space of the team, they could see both um, you know, files that they work on within their own team and they keep private and then other stuff that is published to everybody else. So they can quickly switch between those views. Absolutely. And that is a great scenario for the HR team in particular, because they have access to the HR private content and they have access to the rest of the organization and the tabs and the intranet pages and everything else. But that scenario is not ideal for as an employee, I want to have access to an HR content. So where do I go and find that content if that content is only in an HR private area? How do I design this information architecture? In, a, in an Office 365 where I have SharePoint in one hand and I have Teams in the other hand, I have a public information and private information. And how does that private information or all those documents will make its way 
to be right. visible to the entire organization. That's, so that's, a, a, that's the tougher part because, oh boy, um, because if we could assume that all of the content only flowed in one direction, right? It only goes downriver, it doesn't travel upriver, right? This would be easier because you could use, let's say, Power Automate to do a one-time push yeah. of the file downstream to your public um, communication site. But the problem is that then if you're doing that, then you really have then two versions of the document. You have one that exists on the private team uh, and one that exists on the SharePoint communication site. And this is, as we all know, from a content management perspective, this is where badness happens yeah. because um, how do we keep track? And how do we know that when we update the original in the private team that it makes it to where we need it to go? Yeah. I, I do think you could still use Power Automate and a proper information architecture in that circumstance. So for example, in the HR case, you could have a Power Automate flow that when a document is marked with a certain metadata column, let's say ready to publish, that the, uh, the flow actually moves the document from the private HR site where it's being collaborated on to the um, intranet that is available to everyone in the organization. And I very specifically use the term move because you're right, like we wanna avoid document duplication. As part of that move, you could also at the same time, if you're, you're, you wanna do some API calls, you could actually change the sensitivity label on that document so that it no longer says, you know, internal or confidential and you can change it to, I don't know, company-wide, that's a bad term, company-wide, I would say internal in that case, but you know, not confidential uh, in that everyone in the company can then access it and see it, that type of thing. So, Yeah, that's, that's uh, using Power Automate is great because we can do a lot of things. We can do the API calls that you mentioned. You can change classifications on the document, move it around. But that means we have to go and take that flow, uh, that Power Automate, and deploy it to every single document library. So the scalability of that. That's a fair point. I, I'm I'm envisioning this though being not on every document library, just on certain ones that have this publishing okay. process that we're talking about. Okay. But you're right. If if this is a large organization with a large number of libraries, then that might be that might be hard to mount. Like it might be a hard thing to deploy uh, on at scale. Correct. And I would think that in order to make it efficient, as you said, Mike, so that we don't have to have a lot of different flows. The storage of the document on the HR team's uh, restricted area is going to be, the document's going to be stored mostly by process, not by subject, right. meaning that um, we're going to have an area where we have, and maybe we'd have, you know, one document library where we used to stage content that will go to our public communication site for our employees. Maybe within there we have a folder for HR policies, another folder for compensation yeah. guides. Um, but it's all in one document library and it's in that document library based on the fact that it's got the flow set up so that when you change the retention label for, or the sensitivity label, that it automatically moves the whole document over to that SharePoint communication site. But then I think you have to have a firm cutoff that says that document has now moved to the communication site and it lives there, period. So there's no previous version in the team. You have to make changes to it in the public domain, if you will, of your communication site, unless you're going to do major revisionist history on the document, in which case then you start from basically a whole new draft and the process starts and you start a fresh content management lifecycle. Exactly. 
Yeah. I've seen scenarios similar to this um, uh, with legal departments specifically, where legal team, they want to have access to the documents in a team. For example, HR is our team specifically, but they don't want to be part of the team. They don't want to get all the notifications and all the conversations. So we turn into the SharePoint side of this and we give them visitor access. So we go into the SharePoint groups and the visitors group, we add them there. I know it does not really match up with the team's membership anymore, but it does not break that inheritance on security. And in return, they have full read access to the actual document library. In our scenario, what we can do something similar as an option, where back in the days, you can turn on minor and major versions on a document. So as a reader only, as a read only, I don't have access to the drafts. I only have access to the published document. So as an HR uh, personnel, I'm working on these policies or whatever that HR documents I have to share with the rest of the organization. It is in a draft mode up until I publish it to a major version. Now, it does not move somewhere else. We can still add the process to move it somewhere else, but, uh, but the, the visitors will have access to those documents as long as there's no sensitive information related to people in those document libraries. Right. So if I understand you, Mike, you're saying give the wider audience access to the same library where you're editing the document. Correct. Make it so that edits are done through minor versions and then publish to major versions, but that wider audience only has access to the major versions. That is correct. Okay. And then you just have to make sure that your HR team is very well trained on minor and major yes. versions. Yes, absolutely. Great point. Yeah, because you could easily break that and expose information that you didn't intend to too early. Right. And if you want to go and uh, have a place for sensitive information, we can create a private channel where all the sensitive information is there because that will create a separate site collection. Okay. Um, then uh, the membership is only valid for the members of this channel. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you want to separate those from a, from a folder perspective. Now, I have a question for you guys around that because I have not played with private channels very much. Um, how easy is it to copy or move documents from a private channel to a non-private channel within the same team? Um, you mean copying files? Copy a file or move a file? Um, so it's the same. We're going to have to go through the SharePoint interface. So we're going to have to go through SharePoint and use a copy or move. Um, okay. And that, that is like as moving it. As long as the person moving it has rights to both. Then exactly. Fine. Gotcha. And, and I guess if you have rights to the private channel, you would have rights to the public channel in the same team. So you just go to the SharePoint interface and like any other SharePoint library, do a copy file or move file, copy to or move to, and then pick that other site collection as long as you have access to it, which yeah. you will. Right. Well, you okay. bring an interesting point then. If, 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 if you want to go through the manual process of moving this document to a communication site or to the intranet, so why go through the headaches of minor and major version? Once we think as an HR team, we're ready to actually share that document with the rest of the organization, just go into SharePoint and say move. That's another yeah. option as well. Yeah. I like that. So to wrap up uh, the answer to this particular question, I feel like we talked about a lot of different themes. We talked about making it easy on your HR team to be able to manage their private and public locations. We talked about 
building out and deciding what your content management life cycle should be and how documents should flow and live from birth to death or retirement <laughs> yep. and then be reinstantiated as a new version of a document as a major or a minor version. And we talked about, I think you need to map out the flow and I don't mean workflow, but before you do that, whiteboard out your flow for how you think your information architecture should go and where it should progress. Exactly. I think those are, those are great options for answering that question. And thank you, Angel, for asking a hard question. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. So um, a reminder for everybody online, um, you can always feel free to submit your questions to us. Um, they'll get added into the cup of questions, and we look forward to getting more of those online questions uh, to cover in a future episode. So with that, Antonio and Mike, we're going to say... Bye for now, but we'll see you on another episode of Microsoft 365 Voice. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.